If you're talking sports, it's the matchup. Mickey here with Zizzy. Yeah, we cutting it up. Just a couple athletic enthusiasts. You know what it is. The Mickey Zizzy podcast. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen. This is the Mickey Zizzy podcast. Here to give you peace of mind with episode 29. We're talking about sports and limited up here in season four. We are ready to dive into the bowl games and the latest NFL week 17, 18 news, you know. But first, of course. Podcast is brought to you by Pinnacle Supplementation. Make sure you reach your Pinnacle. Check out PinnacleSub.com for all your fitness and wellness needs. Supplements, vitamins, merchandise, you know the deal. Use that Mickey's Izzy discount code. You know you want to. Now, don't forget to check out our main man, Grant Anderson, as well. That would be G43 on YouTube. That's G4, like the word, not the number. Come on now. And uh, follow our man. Let's, you know, this, this is the... Pick up Court Gobe Trotter, Secret Sauce Shooter, Smucker Smack Talker. I believe that is the OBL Extraordinaire, the 1v1 basketballer. Come on, guys. We ain't going to forget about that. No matter how long we do this thing, Mickey Hines, you've been shimmying. You've been dancing. You got the shades. The, the stash is just phenomenal. Talk to me, dog. Oh, I wish I could hear the music. It's not playing very loud enough for you. Yeah, remember when you did, when I did that too and it didn't want to pick up? You know, it's very upsetting. No? Oh, very faint, very faint. But, you know, it's all love. I, I wish that... I'll sing it for you. I don't know what it is. If you smell <laughs> what the rock ready, is dude. cooking, the Rock has come back to WWE on the Monday Night Raw, like how Caitlin Clark steps back to the logo and hits buzzer beaters. Those jabronis thinking FSU is a disgrace to college football and do not belong is insane. The Bears missing the playoffs once again just leaves me in pain. The Huskies prevail to go to the ship as they put horns down. Fantasy football has came and given its crown. Raise your hand if you had as many passing touchdowns as the starting number four Alabama quarterback, Mill Rowe. Welcome back to the Mickey Zizzy podcast, the greatest sports talk show. Let's get after it. That that was absolutely electric. What a hell. Like, if, all, if the music came with it, I feel like I would have been jumping out the gym right now. It was the Rocks theme song, but whatever. Yeah, beautiful. We're moving supposed on. supposed to be awesome. <laughs> moving on. Dang it. Uh, no, I mean, there's so much, Yank. I mean, that's I'm rocking the shades. I got a vibe going. There's so much that happened. Like, it was sports heaven with all the great college football games that we had of the playoff and even the bowl games. We'll talk about those. The NFL, we have storylines on storylines. You had fantasy football being crowned. The Beat the Podcast has come down to, like, the nitty-gritty. And this is fun. This is why we do this show. This is kind of like our like best times to listen. So get your popcorn ready. Call it Terrell Owens, person of the week. Uh, Mark Mason, person of the week. Who you got? Mark Mason, person of the week to, to start the new year. You know, happy new year, everybody. You know, it is 2024. But the person of the week is going to go to Riley, Riley Bullier. Uh, who is the new lady, the new love in Mick and Zizzy's life. So uh, uh, it's been, it was a great time. We spent New Year's Eve together and it was just, it's, it's been a, it's been a good, been a good couple. I don't know. It's been, it's been a good time. You know, everything's going really well. I'm super excited about the future, but uh, yeah, New Year's Eve was a fantastic night of celebration and I'm excited for what's going on. What's up with just the, the drop, the new year <laughs> drop of the, like, 
Oh my soul came out of nowhere. Um, dropping the name in the podcast, dropping the future, the future, <laughs> the future, future, in the future. All right, Mister Zizzy, starting it off with a bang. Call it Mike Breen. All right. Well, shout out. All right, yeah, should be personal. No, absolutely no. Just sit, right. again, everything's been going well. I'm happy about it. May or may not have something to do with the current attire. You know, we're, the we're new we're, love. He says, "Hey, the new, I'll, I'll the new love. Hey, new year, new love. Come on, oh, now. right? I mean, that's the thing, though. It's been the new year, and that wasn't even the most exciting thing that happened since the last episode, Yank. That's like that's like probably out of the top ten now. Now that Riley has entered the chat, like, right, <laughs> let's go, ladies and gentlemen. Now, my my, my now, I'm, this is still just as exciting. Um, originally I was gonna go with Caitlin Clark because just that dog, right? Yeah, bringing put the dog in new, like bringing so many viewership, right? Yeah. But just saw today, uh, actually one of our interviewees, Coach Lit, Coach Jackson Litterer, um, he coaches up in Minnesota now. He just had a baby, Baby West. Uh, huge shout out to him and his family for having a baby, first time dad. Loves uh, seeing that. He also has the dad stash. Um, so. Everything went well from what I've been hearing on the post. So huge shout out to our interviewee, Coach Lit. Let's go. Hey, Coach Lit. I mean, uh, I, absolutely. Absolutely. No, extension of the family. Got to love it. Got to love it. <laughs> oh, yeah. Coach Lit, super happy for you, man. Uh, keep on doing good things up there um, in Minnesota. And hopefully the Beba does just as well. Um, say, though, um, Minnesota, though? Minnesota? I thought Iowa was cold. I feel like, <laughs> like come on. Ain't that the truth? Uh, before we get into our two hot topics, a uh, huge shout out again. We're bringing all the positive vibes. That's what we do here on this show. Um, Aaron Hilpern is our fantasy football champion. Now, I do want to let my public release here, uh, press release on this uh, topic. He scored the most amount of points I've ever seen, 169 points in the championship. You don't beat that. And I want to give a huge shout out to the wife, Haley Hines. She balled. She put up 120, could have put up 135. She would have started a different uh, quarterback. She should have went with Jordan Love. Just still very high score. That, that wins a lot of leagues. That would have won another league I was in, right? So a huge shout out to her. She put her whole team together. She hardly got help from me, you know? So that was kind of the, the great thing I talked about last week. You know, the student comes the teacher, right? I taught her well. She went to the ship, put up a great battle, and, like, still lost by a lot. So you just have to shine light on two great fantasy football owners, the one and the two seed. They represented the podcast very, very well. So huge shout-out. The plaque is on the way for Mr. Halpern. We'll get the images out there on the socials. And huge I shout-out to it, it's, it's coming to you from one fantasy champion to another, Mr. <laughs> Halpern. It's it, it's coming, and it looks beautiful. And I promise – I promise you'll enjoy every second of being champ, but just know the rain ends next year. We're back. We are back. He hasn't even got the thing yet, and you're already we're back. I, I, we don't, we don't lose. <laughs> we, we did. But, um, next up is this is the last week of the pickums. Uh, one of my personal favorites. I mean, the trophy is uh, right back there. You know, I can go pull mine out too if I really need to come flex on you. But I'll do that next week when I have one of the greatest comebacks in the pickums. But uh. Let's talk about it. Let's talk about those potential All-Americans real quick. Um, Brock Flack is up by two games. Going into the last week, up by two games, that's huge. So Mr. Flack is probably in, obviously, like the minus 500s to win it all if we're a gambling podcast. And then Zach Greenwall, our good friend, and your boy, myself, is at 169 wins, two behind Brock Flack. So we're fighting for that All-American. But Mason Davis, who is a former All-American, 
is uh, actually four back from number one. Mm-hmm. And then the only other people I would consider who's in the fight for All-Americans would be the co-host, uh, Mr. Zizzy, at 166. And then Haley Hines is also at 166 trying to battle. Y'all are five back from Flack. After it, I get yeah, all at this goals, point, I, I think we talked about it last uh, last week, but it's like – Going into last week, it was like you want to be within five. I feel like you got to be within three, kind of, here. To actually have a legit shot. Like, for you at five, like, I just feel bad. because I got to go perfect. If you're asking me, I got to go perfect. Uh, Haley and I got to go perfect if we want a really a real shot at this one. And hope for, obviously, a, a, a good falter from Brock up front. But, and I mean, the there, there's been some weird weeks. It really comes down to what are the different choices. In this week is actually super dicey with people not playing their starters, right? Do you go Chargers or Chiefs? I'm still kind of debating that one. I think I know the way I'm going to go. I won't disclose that yet. But, uh, I mean, you're only three down from All-American. I mean, that third spot is definitely wide open uh, to get the name in the uh, written down in Legacy Forever. But a huge shout-out to all those who have participated this year in uh, the Beat the Pickle podcast. You know, it's just funny, though. Last thing about that is Greeny, no Greeny is 128 and 128. So legit 50% chance. Like, that's insane i hate when stuff actually works out like that like sometimes the universe just got an energy to it and i mean when we're legitimately flipping a card yes 50 50 it is gonna be 50 50 all right all right cool um yes but i mean we've talked so much y'all let's get down to the other exciting things that happen yank where do you want to start with college football what game i <laughs> What bowl? It don't matter. You know, honestly, I'm just gonna go in the order of which they were played, but you want to talk about what, like, what more can you ask for? What more can you ask for as a football fan? I mean, Alabama, Michigan, Washington, Texas, both of them coming right down to the wire. Both of them absolutely insane endings. I mean, I I love football, man. I love football. But I am going to start with the Alabama-Michigan game, if that's all right with you. Um, you know, Bama does their thing, right? You know, like J- Jace McClellan, they stay they stay strong on the ground. They place, I mean, yeah, allowing 27 points, but that's an OT. I mean, you help hold the team through 20 points through regulation. You give yourself a chance. It's hard-nosed football by Bama. I mean, we're used to them not making as many mistakes maybe per se, but I mean, looking at the stat, I mean, McClellan, 87 yards, two touchdowns, get it done on the ground. Jalen Milrow is going to remain a dual threat. I mean, 200 all-purpose yards. I've been hyping them up. I've been saying this is the team to beat in college football. Nobody really wants to see them in the playoff. Um, but, I mean, give it to Michigan, man. Like, like, through all the noise, all the distractions, everything that we've been saying, like, is it going to help them? Is it going to motivate them? I mean, if you're asking Jim Harbaugh in the post-game conference, it's a motivator. It brought this team closer together than ever. It's what's allowing them to win games. But, I mean, J.J. McCarthy, you got to put yourself a three-tutty game. Get all three tutties to different receivers. Spread the love around a little bit. Blake Corum, what more can you say about this guy's career? I mean, 83 yards, the game-winning touchdown to seal it. And I mean a muscle touchdown, like muscle hamster in there. I it. I love football, man, but that was a fantastic ending to come down to OT, a big time run by a Michigan running back in a big spot in a game that nobody's really necessarily expecting. I don't know how many people thought Michigan were going to win. I wasn't necessarily one of them, but then to make the big stop on fourth down, got to love it. Defense wins championships, baby. That's what we love to see wrong. I mean, they had a score before that, but anyway, <laughs> whatever, dude. So... I don't even know where I honestly want to begin. I've been debating myself in my head. But, you know, I made the remark, Milrow, 
oh, he's coming back. He's this, he's that. He had 100, 116 yards, okay, passing and zero touchdowns. So you and I had the same amount of touchdowns. You know what's funny? <laughs> Granted, on the ground, he was great. Got sacked a lot. Da, da, da. They do have good receivers, right? But if that quarterback is such a important piece in all of this debate of why FSU should have been in it, right? Glenn from Florida State had 139 yards. You're telling me the fourth string of the Florida State Seminoles had more yards than the number, the better team in the Rose Bowl? Blasphemous. Are you kidding me? So that right there shows that it's not just the quarterback that determines a team, Yank, right? That right there shows that defenses matter, that the other positions matter. The receivers, FSU receivers are better than Alabama's, all right? I'll stick with that, and I think you will too. I'm, I mean, helping up your college team here, all right? And then for them to go and not play 26 of their starters or backups, like that hurts, and then they get blown out by 60. And I'm not joking when we say 60, you know? But, like, when you play your backups, your freshmen, who, and they play against a number one team all year in Georgia. Like, they were the number one team. They could have been arguably in the playoff as well. We had some of those debates, right? You go up against them with legit your backups and freshmen who have not played since high school against some Joe Schmo, right, from a small town and whatever they're from, and they go against no, the I get you. dogs of Georgia. Now, that's going to uh, – we'll probably talk about that more, but let's actually talk about the game. All of my bias aside about the Seminoles not being in, it was a great game. It was a great freaking game (laughs) uh, for any football fan. Just like you said, like, I love football. Like, it went to OT. Like, you love overtime games. It was good defense. It was great offense, right? J.J. McCarthy went on that fourth quarter drive. You could just tell, like, a vibe switch. It's one of those things, like, where you lean up in your seat when you're playing video games. (laughs) All right. And it's funny that you brought him up. I hope the Bears draft him in the third or fourth round. Um, yeah, I've seen him fall to fifth a little bit, but after this performance and possibly the next performance uh, m- uh, upcoming Monday, Blake Corum, 5'8", muscle hamster. You said it perfectly. One touchdown, broke the Michigan touchdown record. Dude's a dog. He's fought for everything that, you know, all of the success that he's gotten. And he is so much fun to watch. Like He's a hard-nosed runner. He's an Isaiah Pacheco type of runner. Right, some hard nosed dude that didn't get all the flashy, that got didn't get, you know, recruited, that didn't get all the highlights of the draft stocks. Right, that is what Blake Corum is, and that kind of mentality, that what's it called, blue collar, right, blue collar mentality, is helping this Michigan team. Right, he is playing for every single minute he has on that field. So that's first off why I like him, and the overtime. I mean, it was crazy. They go down and score. There's some questionable calls. People are mad that they didn't give it to Milrow. Like he didn't he didn't throw a touchdown, Yank. I think that was the right play to put the ball in Milrow's hand because he is a very athletic quarterback, right? Well, I, and on top of that, I've also looked at some other things though, too, right? Like even it, it's a low snap. Like you know they're blitzing. I'm just saying, you know, in that situation, if they're gonna be playing, they're gonna bring people off the off the edge coming hard. If you have to look down and now you can't read anything above you, even if it was a called pass play, you no longer have your read. You have to trust your athleticism. I mean, it's the same thing if we were playing in college back with DB. We would run the ball, run the ball. <laughs> like like you got to try and make a play, be an athlete. It, it happens. Um, But the offensive line is another thing to shine light on too because they were not good. That first drive was atrocious. You know, it's sad to say because true freshman Proctor on the left tackle guarding them for them really had a rough start to the game and they mentioned it a lot over the broadcast 
but obviously that got fixed, right? That got fixed. They started scoring them a little bit. They started putting together some drives, taking time off the clock. That's what you've got to do against Michigan. You can't just give it back to them so they can kill the clock. Um, and then with that being said, I mean, do you like the play call at the end? Give it to Milrow. I mean, I know it was a low snap, but like put the ball in his hands in a running play. I mean, I don't necessarily know if I like the running play. Like, I would have liked maybe a different RPO look or just, like, a quick pass look and get him on the run Um, because then it gives him the option, like, hey, if there is something that breaks open, let it throw. The guy's got a cannon. But, I mean, at least if you're on the run still, you break the pocket, you can scramble, make something happen. I wouldn't like a direct quarterback draw run there. But, again, I'm not even sure if that's what the play was called. It could have been the low snap just messed it up. I don't know. But I mean, yeah, I mean, I wouldn't, I, it wouldn't be my choice. I mean, there's, there's definitely a few calls this weekend that I don't agree with, but we can get into that another time too. Oh boy. Uh, but you know, like we said, it was such a great game. You obviously have to love it. And our good friend Cheyenne, uh, actually an interviewee here on the show, I think last season, he was there. His first game was being at the Rose Bowl, seeing his team in action. You know, everyone's like, you know, when you're an Iowa fan, you're supposed to hate Michigan as well because, you know, Big Ten, they're cheaters, da 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 I wanted Michigan to win because of Cheyenne. All right, huge shout-out to him on the pod. But, like, you know, it's your best friend's team. Like, dang, I really don't want to see him success because what's he going to come do? He's going to come chirping. He's going to come barking. And I, I've been ready for it. So I kind of stayed on the DL uh, with the boys about, you know, who should be in and whatnot. But I'm going to give the game its roses. No pun intended. Actually, it was pun intended. Uh, it was a great game, dude. It was ESPN instant classic, the like one for whatever on NCAA. Yeah, and I mean to follow it up with the game after is insane. But I mean, before we get into that, do you want to touch base on your FSU stuff one more time and get into it? Because I, I said my piece, like yeah, I mean, and here's the thing: I agree. I agree. Everyone is gonna go to that. They're gonna go. They don't belong. It's like. Yeah, you're right. The freshmen and the backups who've been sitting on the bench for a reason go up against one of the best teams in the nation, right? Of course, that's going to be the outlook. And I don't give any disrespect to those who opted out, right? Hey, Well, and well to me, the thing is, it, it goes, to me, it's both ways. And that's why even as a fan of FSC, you're not seeing me like go as crazy about it just because... I'm mad because nobody seems to realize that, yes, that 23 players on FSU's roster skipped the bowl game, including nine of them that are going into the draft. And mo I think 11 of them were starters. So it's like, yeah, we're not playing our guys against one of the top teams in the country. But on top of that, even without those guys, you can't lose by 60. I'm, I just, I, I can't get behind that either. It's a horrific loss regardless of it. I, I, I'm the one that says that, yes, if Georgia doesn't go out and win that game by three touchdowns, that's bad on them because you're playing freshmen. You're playing people that have never seen the field before. You're back-to-back -back national champions and have one loss in the last three years. Do your thing. But that's what they did. And I know and I understand that. But then there is a there is a certain point in every game where I feel like you got to dig in and have a sense of pride. And it felt like the between that, um, like there was a point in the third quarter where I, I felt like watching the game that it was just like, OK, they're just getting absolutely ran through with zero resistance. There is only one missing player from if that team would have made it. They're not they're not all opting out of the game. Right. They're all going to go. They're well, and that's and that's my next grievance with that, though. You know, they're all going to opt in because they're playing for a national title. They're playing for the Rose Bowl. 
I, I guarantee all those kids work because you have. Oh, they do. They do if they're in the playoff. Exactly. They do. So, they do. And I, I, do, I think it's a very different game based on look at how the first quarter went. I mean, we're in the game, if not up at one point in the first quarter, and people are like, oh, hang on, what the hell is actually going on? But to me, when you look at FSU and like everything, like, how do you not play in that game? Me personally, that makes me very it, mad. It don't even like okay. So let's let's picture this. Okay, let's do something we both know really well. Let's take Cornell's football team. Millions right? of dollars. That's of our what years, okay, and you take all of our starters out, right? And you put in those freshmen who came in, right? And you put them against Co. Their starters ready to go. They're gonna get dog walked. I get that. That's not my point. My point is the people that sat. For your team, for your teammates, and do you not want to prove the point to everybody that's saying you shouldn't have been in this game? Like to me, all right, now this is our chance. Let's go beat the hell out of Georgia and show them that they were wrong. And now everyone's got to sit there and wonder. And we can at least, at the very least, because there's that uh, one official ranking where you can become co-champions. It happens all. It's happened before. Like I'm just saying, but you do that and you stick it to the NCAA the best that you can instead of just like okay. You, you sit out. I understand that some of the players going to the draft, yes, millions of dollars at stake. But the part of me, like, and maybe that's me being a little bit old school or old fashioned with it, but like, I love the thought of getting back at the NCAA for that game. I love the thought of playing in that game for your teammates. I don't, I just don't. I, if you're you're telling me you got one more chance to play another college game, you're not going to play in that game? I'm playing. I'm playing. Busy. I mean, that's why we bond so well. We both have the same mindset about that. And that brings me to another point about bowl games in general. I almost kind of hate them because if you're not in the playoff, which next year it's going to be 12 games, and then I don't know the entire format like really, really well yet. Are the first games not bowl games? And then the next – no. First round. No, I think they're all, they're all, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know if it'll be. I'll look that up real quick as we're talking. But the thing I hate is like everyone opts out of the bowl games anyway. Like Tennessee had their backup quarterback, right? First start was in a bowl game. You know, even the Hawks, I remember Xavier Wampka, he's the safety. His first start was in the bowl game just because everyone opts out. So it's pretty much just like a freshman's time to rise. And we are, we are both kind of that way. It's like, I want to play for my team one more time. Go become a bull champion. I think the media has taken so much away from a bull champion. Like you're a champion. You yeah, I remember when like all these bowl games, like everyone, even the ones with the crazy names, they all mattered. Yeah. They all mattered. They do. And like I I Oh, they got Pop Tarts popping out of toasters right now. It's the freaking Pop Tarts bowl. It's amazing. And we just don't give that credit as much. And I can just tell from the players and just from like the media, right. You should be super excited if you're playing in the Barstool Arizona bowl, right. That's super cool. You get your ring. Um, you get the t-shirts and whatnot. I feel like it's not a celebrated media unless you're in the college football playoff, right. The quick and loan, a quick, quick lane loan bowl. Yeah, whatever. Quick that bowl loans, all that, yeah. yeah. Like that's exciting. That's fun. Like you got six, one, you had an opportunity. There's so many universities and colleges that are not playing right now, but you are. And that's what a lot of these players, especially with NIL money now, it's like, hey, deuces, y'all. Like, I ain't going to play. Now. Well, yeah, I mean, Jaden McDaniel, I mean, that's our, our Heisman winner sits out in a bowl game, which I understand your your stock is very high. And I get it. Like, it's so because I'm not these kids. I'm not them. And they're I'm not sitting in their position thinking, like, regardless of do I risk like, an act, You got actual millions. Yeah, when I got actual millions of dollars in life changing generational changes like that i could make for family and everything else yeah i understand there's much more to it than how i can make it sound but god 
it just it does suck because like crazy to not play in a game. You've been doing it all year. You risk injury every game every of the season. Game. And when every you go game. to the Natty, when you go to the Rose, when you go to the college football, you do the same thing. You risk it. So I just hate the – I guess my end of my big spiel, my rant here, is like the media does not shine light on bowl games like it should. And the players are definitely receiving that as well, right? No one's going to care if I'm the MVP of the Cheese Bowl, which they get a belt for like the MVP, the Tennessee quarterback got it. Um, after they whomped Iowa, uh, it was pretty sweet. Like me and Brock were talking, so we watched the game. We're like, dude, I'd hang that up. I'd walk around campus with it. Like, yeah, I'm MVP of the Cheez It. But like, dude, that's dope. I get Cheez Its every day, right? I'm looking for sponsorships for Cheez Its, right? Absolutely. Like, but you can't do that. You can't have that exciting stuff without going, right? They had the Cheez It little like change and like a spinner chain. Like, that's sweet. Like, those are good ways they're trying, but that's us as individuals, like seeing the little things being big things. Um, so that just kind of goes all into it, like why people are opting out and whatnot. You know, me play until you, you know, really prove your worth. And like, if you do go ball out in that game, like, shoot, you might raise your draft stock. Joe Evans had like two sacks against Tennessee. Like, all right, that definitely helps his draft stock a little bit. Probably going to get drafted instead of going in like the seventh. So um, that's, I mean, you 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 hit the you hit the heartstrings on that one for sure. Yeah, I mean it's it's just a catch twenty two when you look at it both ways. I mean I agree, people got to lay off of the total narrative of that game, but I also understand sixty point loss don't look good to anybody. Yes, now let's go over to our good friend, Coach Nikki B's Washington Husky. Shout him out, Nikki B, go dogs, baby. Um, so. They obviously won, and once again, another crazy game. And this game was a whole lot crazier than it should be. It was a lowercase crazy. Now it's a capital, like, oh, my soul type of crazy. Walk me through your initial thoughts. Uh, Big Phoenix energy. That's my initial thoughts, man. I mean, Michael Phoenix Jr., 430 yards, two touchdowns, looking like Matthew Stafford with the angles. I mean, Dude was electric all night, man. It was it was a back and forth game. I mean, they almost blew it. Don't get me wrong. That was almost one of the all time collapses too towards yes. the end of that game. It really was. But just another, just to follow up, like because you watched the Alabama Michigan game ending, and you're like, okay, that's a great bowl game. No, like, and you expect maybe this could be another crazy close one, but do you expect it to go down like this and to be that? I mean, it's just. Back and forth is a shootout by the end of it, 37-31. And I don't know. I just walk away from that whole night, honestly, just like my, Michael Penix won that night. He he really just was out of all the players that played, he the one he's the one that stands out to me most out of all the bowl, bowl games so far. Um, it was very impressive what he's done this season, let alone what he did um the other night. But yeah, man, that's that's what jumped out to me. Yeah, no, uh, the Phoenix dude, he he balled. And just to see the receivers, they were putting on a clinic. Yeah, I mean, yeah, a Dunsey and uh, what is it, Jalen Polk, they were both over like 120. Like, they, they were spreading it around. They were spreading it around, and he's just making all the right decisions. He's a kid that everyone was rooting for just with his past of injuries and with Indiana and finally moved. Like, he definitely just got him spot in the NFL for a lot of years, um, either as a backup or potentially to play. You know, there's been quarterbacks like Eli Manning who stayed all four years, was a very old quarterback going into the draft, that being around the 24 age, um, which is still kind of crazy to think. Like, you're 24. Like, Lamar Jackson, I think, is like 26, 27. Like, only two, three years older. And, like, dude's been in the league for, you know, however long. 
Um, but thinking about how crazy that game was, first off, Quinn Ewers, I didn't think he really had that great of a game. I know he had 300 yards and one touchdown, but he, he I know he was battling through injuries. The head, Archie Manning almost came in. Mm. Like, that also adds to the story. Um, CJ Baxter was a fun running back to watch, but the one dude I do want to shout out was uh, I think he caught the oh, who caught the last one? Oh, Adion Mitchell calling his number, like throwing me the ball. And that catch he had, he like jumped early, then like kicked to stay up in the air, is it uh, sideline of the end zone? First off, beautiful throw by Ewers, but like for him to like get mad, like he got to go block and he just stopped, he stopped blocking, looked up, coach, like throw me the ball. Next play, gets thrown the ball and catches it, like that's awesome. Right, yeah, that's just one play. If you don't call your shot, you better you exactly. better. Pull but that's just one play. They're putting up points, field goals, uh, great defensive stance. I mean, it is going crazy, Yank. And then for it to get even crazier, like we've been saying, like you've been saying, with the injury, like I thought the seconds had to run off, but since they did have a timeout, right, they had to use a timeout, which killed them and gave them the time to go make those plays. And then they get another play. You're like, oh my gosh, they're gonna blow it. You're like, like, oh my god, they're gonna blow it. Um, which is bonkers, dude. Yeah, so. and I mean, but I mean, and I'll say even with Ewers, yeah, you might not think it was the craziest game, but I mean, the dude has been balling all season. And I mean, when you're he he himself was the dual threat. He had so many great plays, even just on the ground and clutch moments that were just big time. I mean, 55 rushing yards, you got over 300 yards passing. I mean, I ain't gonna tell you in D1 football in a big bowl game that ain't that good, but um, pretty, pretty solid. I, to me, the big one that I want to see in the future is uh, Baxter, CJ Baxter. Dude's a true freshman out there starting at running back at for Texas. I think that's the first time since Ricky Williams. Dog, <laughs> uh, like, dude, he might be the one. I know he had that one fumble and he was beating himself out, up about it on the sideline, but and that fumble was huge. I mean, it was, it was. another player, and that's just a freshman mistake on the biggest stage. I mean. In the Sugar Bowl, like, it's tough. And, you know, some of the pains, but he probably is the best running back they have and the best dude for the situation. I mean, he just went and got the first down and then ended up fumbling. Uh, But that game was, once again, it made me stay up longer than I wanted to, but I was all for it. I was eating the popcorn, getting excited. And those are two of the best games you probably could have imagined for a college football playoff. For the last year being the 14 playoff, and the one and two team, they're in there. So this 12 team is really making a difference. Anyway. Uh, that'll be another debate for another day. But uh, Huskies win. Our good friend is a defensive uh, assistant coach for them. Shout out Coach Brodigan, Coach B. Nikki Brodigan, shout him uh, out. And it's it's it. so cool watching before the game, like the behind the scenes, like seeing a lot of burnt orange. Not not a lot of these guys going home sad. Yeah. I love it. Um, horns down, though. And I, I, I would have been fine with Texas. I mean, I wanted the Huskies to win, so I'm happy they won. But if Texas won, I'd been okay. Like, all right, let's go Longhorns. Like <laughs> – so it comes down to Michigan, Washington, man. Who you got? I'm just gonna go with my heart and just go the Huskies. Like, do I think Michigan probably wins? But their offense is so explosive for the Huskies. So I'm like, watch out. Like Washington's offense is explosive. They could really pop off. And Michigan doesn't have that, you know, shoot down the field, come back from 14. I mean, they did against Alabama. Uh, or they came back in the fourth quarter against Alabama. But they don't have, like, if you get out hot early, they have to set up drives. You know what I'm saying? Like, they are a uh, six, seven, ten play drive team. Yeah. I'm going to go Huskies in a shootout. Why not? Let's just continue with these great games. Be like a field goal for the win. Huskies. I would – I be, I believe in the quarterback over there, so I wouldn't doubt it. But um, 
Logically, if you want to ask me that, I'm going to go with UM. I think Michigan wins this, Big Blue. And they finally get that championship under Harbaugh, and then Harbaugh is dipping my hot take. He's out of here to go back to the league after that, regardless if they win or lose. Um, and then um, – but, yeah, my, my heart's telling me Washington. Let's go with Washington because we want to see Washington win. I want Nikki B to get that ring. Ain't that the truth? Yeah, so, I mean, I if I had to put all, you know. All yeah, of, if I'm putting money on it, I'm putting it on Michigan. But yeah, big I'm definitely, I want. I am them. solely rooting, wearing purple on Monday. Like, let's go Huskies. I'm all in. Purple out. I might even have to wear the suit. I don't know. Maybe get Ooh, do the tiger suit. Uh, But college football man it really is going out the best way it could it brings us so many tears of joy so many tears of uh sadness if your team gets going out 35-0 um but and i'll be all appreciate bowl games appreciate college football appreciate those student athletes putting their bodies through it and giving us great competition in the sport that we all love absolutely baby gotta keep it going though Europe. Uh, well, let's get on over to the NFL. I know we've been rolling, so stick with us, everybody. Zizzy, I see you with the the gear on, and I feel like we have to address the elephant in the room. The 50-burger, the unsportsman. Talk to me. Ah, I mean, I mean, if you're going to ask me before the game, obviously very confident, feeling real good, you know, everything. They No team had won after playing the Niners. Uh, you think everyone's riding the Ravens train, so why not go with the Dolphins? Also, you're a big fan of them, Zach. You know, you got, you got to get on. You got to get behind them. Come on, Zizzy. Um, it was ugly. It was ugly. Uh, and on top of that, there's a lot of – injuries that have been added to the raw i mean there, there's a lot of things that i gotta talk about when it comes to this but it's one game it's still the regular season we still control our own destiny this weekend um buffalo's got to come to miami it's going to be a fantastic game it's going to be a huge game uh and i and i expect to win i don't expect us to lay down i expect the fins to uh end the season on a high note and stay strong and we'll figure it out going to the playoffs but uh fins up I'm keeping the emotions high. I feel real good about it. The The apparel's got me feeling, like, hyped, man. Like, I, I got a throwback Dan Marino jersey that I'm bringing out for this Sunday. It's it's going down. Um, but, yeah, I mean, getting 50 points. The, the Ravens are real, man. They are just simply – they are simply a very – just they're locked in this year. Lamar's on a mission. Um, I, I think if we're going to talk about MVP voting after that game, he's most likely going to get it. I mean, five touchdowns threw it all over the yard on us. Um, defense been better this year as a whole and statistically, but when you don't show up in the big games and the ones where we need you to make stops, that always hurts on top of that, the injury woes that I mentioned, I mean, Bradley Chubb, I don't, I don't ever really question things by Mike McDaniel, but for us to have, some of our star players in with two and a half minutes left when we're down 40. Come on now, Mike. They don't need it. Um, that so, was a huge blow. Yeah, we lose Bradley Chubb now for the season. We've lost Jalen Phillips for the season. So now our top two edge rushers, which, let's be real, it's a top three position in football nowadays, especially with how quarterbacks are in this league and how they're able to escape pocket and make plays on the run. Got to have them. So I'm very nervous about that. Xavier Howard's down. Um 
Jerome Baker's out. I mean, we we just we got a lot of injuries on the defensive end. Jalen Waddle's questionable still to play this week against Buffalo. So we're gonna have to muster something. Um, I believe in Tua. He's got a shoulder injury. We have 18 players on the injury report before this game on Sunday. Uh, and seven of them are out for the season confirmed. So gotta button up the hatches, man. I'm nervous, but at the same time, it's fins up, fins nation, baby. Um, the good thing all I have to do is you have to outscore the Bills, right? The defense can give up 40, but if you score 42, Yank, your team's uh being AFC East champs. It really comes out. They to beat us in Buffalo. Time to split it, baby. And it's, I mean, NFL script writers, good job. You're writing with the fire pen. Uh, having Sunday night football being them playing for the AFC East title, which has been a huge debate all year. Shout out to them. Let's address that game. The Ravens are for real. The AFC, the NFL runs through Baltimore, and it is Baltimore or bust for all things Super Bowl. And our friend Jacob Watkins is probably just glistening. Oh, he wants back on here. He's already clamoring. He said, I got to let him know. And that's the thing. Like, I hopped on the train late. Like, I was like the little kid in Polar Express. Wait for me. Wait for me. And (laughs) you're like, wait, wait. Pulling the emergency brake so I can hop on the hype train of the Baltimore Ravens. He called everything out on that. It was insane. (laughs) He did. He really did. And I double jersey bet this because I'm like, you know what? I'll hop on it late for Zay Flowers, which if I would have started him, I probably would have won in my other league I'm in. So that I, I hyped him up all year. And I really just bit me in the butt. Like, are you kidding? This guy I've loved. And I've sent you tweet after tweet about how awesome Zay Flower is. How'd you feel on that 75 yard? <laughs> um, but for this team and the uh, Linderbaum jersey, if the Ravens go in the Super Bowl, I have to re-let people know about that. But Lamar Jackson is on that mission, is on that mission to prove everyone this is why I got paid, right? There's plenty of other teams right now that could have Lamar Jackson. Five touchdowns. I get he's got Zay Flowers, Odell, and even Isaiah likely came alive. Um, on that, everybody made one handed catches. Don't get me wrong, they were on one. They won defensively. Roquan Smith is balling, he was the top defensive player for Chicago. Patrick Queen's been balling. Uh, Geno Stone has like seven picks this year, and Ronald Darby's been balling. This entire defense is going crazy, and they beat legit teams. They beat the 49ers. They beat the Jaguars. They beat the Rams. They beat the Dolphins. Those are all four playoff teams. And now they go play the Steelers, which are a playoff team. Baltimore. I'm saying it right now. It runs through. The Super Bowl runs through them. Now, the thing is, I'm not even talking about the team we're supposed to be talking about, and that is the Miami Dolphins. We've been hyping up the Baltimore Ravens. And they are the number one team in the NFL. We're playing recently biased. They've been it for the past month. All right, statistically. Dolphins. Um, obviously, it was not a great game from Tua. I mean, two touchdowns, two interceptions, 230. I mean, it, it, it's okay, but you still got blown out. Um, Tyreek Hill, I mean, 76 yards for many receivers. Like, okay. But, like, for a Tyreek Hill, an MVP candidate player, that really hurt. Um I know Mozart was out, which is fine because y'all's running back still just rushed for 100 yards anyway. Yeah, I mean, A-chan's a real deal. Yeah. And then, you know, you could also say you didn't have Waddle, right? Waddle wasn't playing. Yeah, no, Waddle was out too. So, I mean, no, you can say stuff, but I I don't want to say much when you lose by 37, you know? Like, it's it's just – it's the NFL, man. We're all that good now. We can't make that same excuse like we did for FSU, if you ask me. Oh, I'm not. I'm not making any excuse for your Dolphins, Inc. Y'all got blown out of the water. I'm just saying 
I think you have the right mindset where it's going to be all right, right? You got to see them. You got to lose. This could be the loss that really determines like, all right, if we want to go do something special in the playoffs, this is the loss that we needed. I mean, my willingness for greater is why I went one state, right? We had the loss to soul and it really changed our mindset. Like, Hey, we are mortal. We kind of needed to get whooped, right? Kind of needed to lose. Because L's are lessons, right? So they're taking a big lesson because they were on the other side. They were the big-time bully the Dolphins were, right? Y'all put 60, 50, or 70, sorry, on uh, Denver. And look what Denver went and did, Yank. They went and turned their whole season around. The whole rust thing is a whole other thing, which we can talk about on another day. He's kind of get screwed on the whole ordeal anyway. But, like, this could could Miami have the same switch that Denver did? That's the way I'm kind of thinking about it because I've been hyping up your Dolphins and I shouldn't be because we're supposed to be rivals on this show, but I call it how it is. I'm an honest man. All right. So, well, you got to support one of the teams in the playoffs, right? Come on. Oh, really? Huh. I, I, I legit just said I'm supporting your team. <laughs> Money. We're not even talking about them yet. All right. Sorry. Sorry, bro. Sorry. Blasphemous. I know. How dare hey. I? Uh, Dolphins fans, this could be your last awakening before the playoffs, or it could be y'all were frauds the entire time. Just don't, just don't. Come on now, like I, I just, I'm so used to mediocrity and heartbreak. Can we just, can we just close this one out, boys? For the love of God, please, uh, please, thank you. All right, let's get it. <laughs> that end, uh, fans are so up though, so I'm, I'm happy to see that the morale is high. Uh, we've talked about the Ravens already. You said your boy wants to come back on our interviewee, which that might be one of our yeah. best interviews. Yeah. Um, but the next team I do want to talk about, since you wanted to throw him under the bus, well, anything else to say about Ravens before I move on? Because that was my first team. Nah, nah. I, I mean, I had to live that all weekend. I don't need that anymore. <laughs> You're done with it. You're like, all right, I'm done. Um, let's talk about those Bears who are now out of the playoffs. And it's... It goes to show that that Browns game was so crucial. That dropped catch in the end zone. That Joe Flacco elite moment. That once again, another blown fourth quarter. Yank. We blew a fourth quarter to the Detroit Lions. We had a fourth quarter lead. To the Denver Broncos. To the Minnesota Vikings. And to the Cleveland Browns. Four wins. We are a 10-win football team with that. And when we go beat Green Bay, there's my 11-win season I've been talking about. Blowing leads. We were winning. We had 85% chance to win the dang football game. So, yes, I have the right to be a little upset, Mr. Yankovich, um, when it comes to Well, when you win four out of your last five. Exactly. Talking trash about not making the playoffs. Yeah, you know what? We didn't. But guess what? We got the first-round draft pick. The defense is coming alive. That's the big thing. We've held every team under 20 points since that Detroit Lions loss. Okay. That's hard to do in the NFL. And I understand these aren't great teams. Well, one of them was the Lions again, right? We held them to 13. Mm -hmm. All right. The Browns. Okay. Sorry. They were at 20. Okay. But, you know, I say always hold them under three touchdowns. Technically, that's three touchdowns because it's 20, not 21. Um, And then the Cardinals and Falcons, like those were wins for sure. Now, it'll be a real test this weekend. If we beat the Packers, if this defense is actually legit, it's 
Trayvon Edwins is finally playing. That secondary is kind of coming line, finding some juice, being ball hawks. Jaquan Brisker has really shown that he should get paid. Same with Jalen Johnson. Those two cats have been arguing about free agency and trying to get paid all year. They proved it to me. Like, go pay them. Like, they're balling. They're getting interceptions. They're doing their thing. Um, Justin Fields, I've been saying it now for the past few weeks. I think we keep him. Uh, he's finally coming alive as a passer. He's using his legs more and more, like, uh, smart. And the receivers, DJ Moore, I want some more of it. It is great. He got snubbed of being a pro bowler. Um, He already tweeted the Joker. Like, that's getting me hype. And this is every Bears fan. Sorry, this is a long Bears recap for everyone who follows my snap. Uh, this is already getting me more hope. It's the same roller coaster I go around, right? Oh, we're out of playoffs, but we have hope. We finished the year off strong. Let's go. Next year's our year. Now, this is our the last two takes things I have to say about my rant here is the Lions did the same thing we're doing right now. They were really bad two years ago. Last year, they were barely out of the playoffs. They knocked the Packers out of the playoffs. Okay, and then the next year, they're one of the top teams in the NFC. Now look at us. First round draft pick. We're clicking for the last five games, like you said. The offense is coming alive. We're going to change one or two things. Ryan pulls in the Eberflus way is finally coming together after year three. All right. Wait, are you turning on Eberflus? Are you are I you green flag on Flus? No, I think he still should be fired. But you know what? Poles wants to keep him. I, I gotta somewhat like him. Um, but so they're all coming together. Like their their vision is coming together, and us Bear fans are getting excited. We're drinking the Kool-Aid. We're getting excited for the Chicago Bears, even though we're not going to the playoffs. Now there's not that many teams, my last take here, that leave the NFL season on a win. There's not many because, you know, if you go to the playoffs, there's only one team that does, right? Unless everyone else ends on an L. This is our Super Bowl. This is our biggest game of the year, right? This is something that we're going to tell our kids about. Like, yeah, we knocked the Packers out of the playoffs when they thought they had a chance. All right? I'm excited. You have all the reason to play for this game. All right? You're not playing for no first-round draft pick. We already got that. Okay? You are planning to knock out your arch rivals, the Green Bay Packers, out of the playoffs. The green team. Arch rivals? We own you, Packers? Go get it. Go get it, Mickey. No, I'm hyping it up, baby. You have all the reasons to be so excited to beat them. And it's at Lambeau. You beat them at Lambeau and ruin all those fans' chances at playoffs. That's glory, baby. Like, that's exciting. I can go into the entire offseason super excited for next season. Like, that's going to make me real happy. Like, this is my Super Bowl. I'm telling everyone. Everyone's so joking around. Mr. Hines, you bears suck. I'm like, hey, we're going to be an eight-win team. All right? Doubled our wins from last year. And we are going to knock our arch rivals out of the playoffs, which half of the you know my students are. So, hey, let the Super Bowl commence on this Sunday. Bear down. Morales also kind of high hey you know i like the bears recently you know they have been coming together they have been playing better as a blade justin fields is pretty dang good he's talented no matter what anybody wants to think of what the bears should do moving forward he's got dj moore's vote of confidence i mean i don't i mean there's a lot to take it in but i i do believe they're ending on a high note i think that i don't know i i like i do I do like the Bears this weekend, but also just in general moving forward. Um, I think that they've improved from last year. It was better on paper. We finally saw maybe a couple glimpses of it at the end here. Yes. But next year, maybe. 
And this and this is what you said in the preseason hype was it's not their year. Maybe next year they still got to develop. I've been saying they were a year away. We, you might be right, and I hate saying that because I wanted the Bears to be good. I have really had the faith, like, but it just showed at this end of the year, like they were that team, Yank. I'm trying to tally up the losses that we had less than my ten points. Yeah, our nine no, you gave. Them, I'd say three games five. for sure. Yeah, for sure. I mean, and you go back to the Saints game where they were up, but like we were always in it, and we just shot ourselves in the foot. We're a few pieces away. We are a few just get a little bit older uh, pieces of the way there. Which is why I say don't trade the pick. <laughs> you No, you trade it. Okay. I'm actually going to – I shouldn't say that live, but uh, Patriots are at three or two. They're going to trade up to if Washington is ahead of them to number one. They're going to give us. Oh, yeah, they need a quarterback. So they're going to give us the number three and their second rounder next year and a first rounder or something like that. We'll say second rounder next year. We get third. We still get Marvin Harrison Jr. And I am first in line for that jersey. Who's second? That'd be Washington. And they were getting Drake May. So Caleb Williams, Drake May, Marvin Harrison Jr. I wouldn't even take Drake May second. I, I wouldn't would. even take Caleb Williams first, honestly. <laughs> I would take Marvin Harrison Jr. I'm taking Marvin Harrison Jr. first, and I'm taking – I think I'm taking McDaniel. I think I'm taking the Heisman over anybody out of the quarterbacks. We'll talk about that in our draft episode one day because I've been doing I've been, I've been <laughs> draft simulators. That's all I do do as a Bears fan right now. But still, know. yes, yes. No, I, I think that can, they can still get away with it if that's the route. Yes. Anyway, I think people are probably tired of me talking about the Bears because I don't get to do it anymore after next week. So – uh Bear down. Y'all know what it is. Um, last uh, or second, whatever. Yeah, whatever next to team. Oh, next team. I mean, can can we ride the Flacco train? Can can the podcast just ride the Flacco train? That's all I want to know. This guy is out here just coming off of dad duty. Okay. The man's got like four kids or three kids or something like that. And he's just coming off of dad duty just wiping the floor with the competition and then taking naps on the sideline because he's a little bit tired. All right. But 309 yards over 300 again, three touchdowns. I mean, the, the Browns are real. Like this is the team that we've been saying they were good on paper. It was just a matter of, are they going to get quarterback play? And then Nick Chubb goes down and then people think that they're absolutely done. But Jerome Ford steps up. It's the beautiful thing about football. It's always a team game. And now, yeah, Joe Flacco gets pulled off out of free agency to the sideline, and all of a sudden it's vintage Joe Flacco from Baltimore years ago. Um, I love the the camaraderie of the team. I love the energy. I love the morale. You got to ride a you got to ride heavy mo- mo- uh, momentum when you have it. And the Browns definitely have it. I just like watching. I just, I mean, I like watching teams that never necessarily are winners become winners. And it's cool to watch the Browns be good this year. Um, and it's also crazy to say that I think they could potentially be one of the greatest threats in the AFC playoff picture if we're talking about the Baltimore Ravens kind of being that one seed. I mean, this guy played there. This guy's, I mean, it's setting up for just crazy storylines. We can talk about it. But the Browns, that that's where we're at, the Browns. I would love for us to become a Joe Flacco podcast because I do think he's an elite quarterback was when he played for Baltimore. Yes. I And I know they've been winning and been beating the teams they're supposed to. I understand they've risen from all of the injury bugs that they've had. 
I understand that their playoff picture looks real nice. My thoughts, they get bounced first round. The Cleveland magic goes away. The fans get excited, but I'm also on the same boat. When when bad teams start to win, like everyone loves it, right? That's why everyone loves this bowl game. Or you think the, they're they're not a bad team though? That's why everyone loves the national championship. Michigan, Washington, they've you know haven't won it in a while. They haven't been winners of lately, like in college football playoff. But people want to see that, right? Yeah, the Browns. We haven't seen them be successful. We did a little bit with Baker, right? I think the magic comes to an end. The clock strikes midnight. Call it Cinderella. Um, I I just I just can't see this go on too too much longer. I think they get bounced first round, and I understand they're going to be a tough cookie to crack when whoever they draw in the AFC playoffs. I think they're going to be the five seed, right? Yeah, they'll they'll be the five seed, so they'll play the Jaguars or Texas. And whatnot, but if it's CJ Shot, no. And Trevor Health, I think they get the revenge because they beat both the Texans and the Jags. I think they get the revenge. They're playing at home. And, you know, I, I think the Browns might be a little bit too confident. They're no longer the underdogs. They're like, oh, snap, we can do this type thing. That's just my initial take. No, I mean, okay. I mean, at some point, the magic would run out. You wouldn't expect them necessarily to win it out from there. And they kind of have to with how late of the season it is. But. But second round, oh, coming off the I just, I just, in a way, this is me just hyping it up, man. Like I, I kind of want us to be a Flacco podcast. I don't know. I, I gotta love you it. You can be the Flacco supporter and tell me to eat my words when they win against the Houston Texans and play Baltimore in the second round of the playoffs. How electric would that be, though? I, I'm gonna Him let you know. I'm gonna let you know. Baltimore. You can tell me to eat it if that happens. Like All that. Right. That's that's our Flacco esque. All right. All right. <laughs> Um, no, I mean, under, I, I still think he's elite. I just think, like, as a team, when I look at the Cleveland Brown logo, I cannot get past them winning in the playoffs. Uh, understood, understood. Um, next team, I kind of want to talk about a team that's actually kind of on the downfall. We've been talking about Browns. Oh, right? I know, I feel like who I, are we going there because I might have yeah, Kansas too. City Chiefs. Oh, different team, but all right. This is a team we typically talk about late in the playoffs, we're in the AFC Championship. Yeah, the Chiefs have been doing the same old, same thing. Patrick Mahomes, MVP, we don't really need to talk about them, right? But now we do. They have been on the struggle bus. They lost to a team where the quarterback didn't complete a pass since the first quarter. Aiden O'Connell, the Purdue yeah. graduate. Um, that's just bad, right? And then they go beat the Bengals, who they're playing for a lot. I get it, but they barely beat them. There's some questionable things that went on in that game. There were still jobs. There's so many holes in that team. They barely, they beat the Patriots by 10 when in reality, you think they should be blowing them out by 21. You know what I'm saying? It's kind of like one of those things where you should win by more, but like a win to win. Um. So my thing is the receivers are bad. And like, I remember listening to the new Heights podcast that Travis Kelsey has, and he's like, don't hit on our locker room. Da, da, da. I'm like, dude, you have 40 drops. Like, you have to address that, right? Travis Kelsey does not look like Travis Kelsey of old. He does not look like the first round fantasy football pick that you pick up at when you're sixth pick, right? When he catches the ball or drops the ball, he just doesn't look as like, I'm running hard, right? I'm trying to finesse. He catches it and gets down. He's pretty much treating himself the quarterback. I get it. You want to stay healthy, Yank, and you want to play longer football. There's a reason why he's had thousand yard receivings like pretty much all of his career but like he just doesn't have that like i'm gonna go win it mentality you know they have two titles yank 
it's hard to motivate yourself when you got two rings sitting at home and you're looking at it every day, right? And you're getting older, right? And Travis Kelsey, you have to be the dude. You are the best offensive weapon besides maybe Isaiah Pacheco because Pacheco's trying to prove himself still, even though he's a Super Bowl champion. Mahomes is still going to Mahomes. I don't think it has anything to do with Mahomes. Uh, I still think he's making the right keys. But when you have 40 drops, you know what I'm saying? Like, say you get sacked because of the offensive line, and then you throw a first down pass, and he drops it right in the chest. Like, or, oh, it's a little bit behind me. Dude, you're in the NFL. If it touches your finger, it's supposed to be a catch because of how great receivers are. So to end my Chiefs talk here, my introduction to them, they should be worried, worried, and watch out. They might get bounced early. You know, I, I don't like to, like, ever bet against the Chiefs, especially when you're heading into the playoffs. It's Patrick Mahomes. It's, it's, his history speaks for itself. But you would be lying to yourself if you don't say that there's something different in a negative way about this Kansas City Chiefs yeah. team. This year. They aren't doing um, the snow globe plays. They aren't doing the razzle-dazzle. I mean, they yeah, get- well, there's no, there's no, they can't get to those plays because they can't execute the fundamental ones. And I mean, we're talking about over 10% of Mahomes passes being like, we're talking a drop rate of over 10% for this team. It's insane what is going on from a wide receiver standpoint. Kelsey is too much in love to play football right now. I mean, they are just, they, they are, do not look like the same team. So, I mean, to me, it's not really on Mahomes. I mean, even if you look at this past game against the Bengals, I mean, the man's 22 of 29. 250 and a touchdown i know it's not his gaudy numbers that we're used to but the man's playing competent football and if you look at three of those incompletions that were complete and total drops that two of them had about 20 yards for the run after the catch i mean we're talking big time plays that end up continuously costing them in these uh in these games in big time moments it's it's so, and it's the little things man it's it's fumbles here and there in the red zone it's uh him getting sacked or pressured and not being able to block anybody off the edge with their current line situation. It's not being able to provide, this was the first game I've seen them really run the ball. It feels like in a while. I mean, Pacheco finally breaking the century mark again, but other than that, it has been, it has felt like this season is Pat Mahomes and Rasheed Rice and the defense. And if their defense wasn't as good as it had been this year, they're not playoffs. They are not in the playoffs. They are just not in the playoffs. I'm sorry. You can't – I don't care how good a quarterback is. Mahomes has made the great plays. They didn't execute it on the back end. Valdez Scantling dropped for a game-winning touchdown earlier in the year. Three – I can, I can recall three very distinct third downs that cost them games basically this year. And then you got, I mean, the penalty, Kadarius Tony, shoot yourself in the foot. There's so much stuff going on wrong for the Chiefs. We're not used to seeing it. The only thing that makes you think, can they still do it, is because they have Patrick Mahomes, and let's be honest, that's it. You took the words right out of my mouth. I was going to say these next few things. The defense has kept them in a minute. If this was the defense from two years ago, the Chiefs are they're fighting for a, a higher pick in the draft. Patrick Mahomes is still doing his thing, and Rasheed Rice just earned himself a contract later on. Like He's getting a long contract. He could ball, and I liked him coming out. I'm like, that's the pick they could have got. That was yeah. the best receiver they could have picked up in the draft at the point they were drafting. I liked him. I think he's from SMU. Now, Justin Watson, tight end slash receiver, is their second best receiver because every time they pass to him, I swear he's catching it. I swear it's like a 50-yard bomb, too. And Watson just catches it, and he makes a little play. He tries to make a guy miss. Like Watson's also playing for a contract. 
Vanda Scat uh, Scantling and Tony, like y'all, like you ain't it. Like and those are your wide receiver one and two, Yank. Now you've had these backups go up in, to your one and two, that being Watson Rice being your wide receiver one and two route, right? These are the backups playing as your one two role. It's kind of crazy to think. And then the run game. You said it so perfectly. You haven't seen them. Typically, when you see the Chiefs ready, 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 set, drop backs for a pass, right? Rolls out, drops back for a pass, rolls out. You don't hear, run the ball, run the ball. Pacheco on the run, Pacheco on the rush. Like, you don't hear that. But Andy Reid has to do it because they can't connect. Last thing I got to say about it, right, the receivers. You do all this remarkable stuff in the pocket. You dodge a 350-pound dude trying to tackle you. You roll out of the pocket. You get tackled. You're swinging your arm sideways right here, right in the back shoulder, right, whatever it is. You lead a horse to water. Can't make the horse drink the water. Can't make him catch it. When it hits your hands and you pull your head away and then you drop the ball, that's day one install. That's day one fundamentals. You tell elementary kids that. Look the ball in. Just because you're in the pros, you still got to look the ball in. That's my little take about that, about the Chiefs. But I want to see him do good. Jacko Cochran, I'm like, go get yourself another ring, man. Like, I, I still am a kind of a Chiefs fan because of Jacko. So. No, I, I mean, I get it. And, I mean, this end of the day is still the Chiefs. We still – everyone still respects them that way because you, you just never know. One day it could be clicking, and then it just comes right back. But That's the thing about the playoffs. Like, if it's your yeah, night, like, yeah. But you want to be playing your best football going into the playoffs, and they are not doing that. And don't get me wrong. They can beat the best of the best. They can beat the Dolphins, right? They can keep it close for the Eagles. Like, they can beat teams. Well, and that's the thing. It reminds me of another team. I mean, the Eagles, are they on a downward slope? Is that the team you wanted to talk about? That that was it. But that's it to me. I mean – you're talking a loss of the, like the Cardinals beat up on you now this late in the season. It's like three straight L's, four straight L's now for the Eagles. Like, I, is there something wrong? Yes. It is crazy because on paper, they're still the guys. You don't see these 40 plus drops, right? Jalen Hurts, some people say, are kind of battling through injuries. He's not Jalen Hurts of old, right? Or like of early in the season where they were, you know, eight and oh. We'll say he looks hobbled running. Yes, right? And obviously that's not everything because you still have DeAndre Swift. You still have A.J. Brown, Devontae Smith. I know kind of went down. Goddard, like you still got all these dogs and their defense is supposed to be phenomenal. It has that Georgia defense. It's funny because I think about like, would the best college team beat the worst in the pros? Like this is a prime example. Like, hey, they got all the college Georgia kids right now, right? And they're really not doing that well defensively. It kind of supports that take. That's kind of like the (laughs) thought I go into. But let's recap those games, right? Blown out by the San Francisco 49ers, the second best team in the NFL, right? Blown out. And they're supposed to be one of the head honchos. All right, let's go beat up on our rivals, right? Cowboys womp them by 20. Okay. Seahawks, they beat them with Drew Locke, right? Was that that game? Yeah, yeah. Drew Locke game. And then you beat the Giants, which was closer, right? It was 33-25. Like, that was a winnable game for the Giants. And then you lose to the Cardinals. I forgot they even. And I understand them. Kyler Murray is good, Yank. I understand that he is their starting quarterback. They're not looking for a quarterback. He's their future. He's coming off an injury. Like Kyler Murray's great. We're a Kyler Murray podcast. We just haven't got to talk about him because he's been injured, right? Uh, we'll probably bring up that more often next year. But you see that defense give up 35. And I understand James Conner's a dog, right? I understand that. But like their receivers really. I mean, isn't anything too crazy? I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, right? Their tight end McBride has really been popping off. The only reason why I know that is because Haley had him 
on fantasy. Yeah, no, he he actually looks like he's pretty right? good too. So I mean, they got they got um, some weapons. They're they're building something. Torch, I don't like Torch. I mean, yeah, but they're still young, right? They're not putting up thirty five against supposed to be one of the best defenses. Here's my last thing about it, right? I think they're in trouble. Okay, but this is the perfect example of you don't want to peak week seventeen. You want to peak in the playoffs. So they are still waiting for their peak again because they played well in the beginning of the year. All right. Now they're at the bottom part of the roller coaster, right? Let's go get to that peak. And guess what? The peak is coming towards the playoff. Like they are edging to play some of their best football when everyone's counting them out, right? People are counting them out. You just said it. Is there a problem? I mean, I'm I mean, Raz, right now, I'm not feeling good about them. Exactly. But I think that's where they want to be when they won the Super Bowl and it fools. I don't think anybody wants to be there. You know, they're the dog mask. Like, the Eagles are, like, sweet. Like, count us out. That's what we want. So I think we're kind of aiming towards that, which is scary. Because they can pop off, and they have a way better likelihood to compare to the Kansas City Chiefs to pop off and go win it all. Right? They're I'll just, give you that. They're sitting in their egg, right? They're getting rumbled around because they're losing, losing, losing. But, like, there's potential there, Yank. And just, just wait on it. Like, could it be a bird Super Bowl? I don't know. Just depends. Do you believe in the logo predictions? I have seen that. Isn't that is it supposed to be San Isn't Francisco that pretty Baltimore? Crazy? Yeah, it's supposed to be the rematch, which it wouldn't surprise me, but and that would be crazy with Harbaugh in the title game too for Michigan. Yeah, right. Crazy. Um but to go off your point, yes. Worried about the Eagles. Okay. All right. I mean, I, I am too. I just I mean you lose three of four. You lose to the teams that you're not supposed to lose to. You look a little bit discombobulated. Not everybody's 100% healthy. I just, I have concerns about them moving forward, and it's not even just necessarily their play. I mean, Jalen Hurst those three touchdowns and two over 230 yards in that game. You still lose to a Cardinals team that has a lowly three wins on the season. Well, now four after that, but still, just like got to be better. Got to be better across the board, and gotta gotta reignite that spark. You know, it's just funny. We're talking about like the Super Bowl logo. Like, I went to go look at the playoff picture because I want to see who the Eagles would play. And it's a bright purple background, and it's the the same colors as the number one seeds. Yeah. Um, you see how those are exactly the same. Oh my goodness, dude. Um. So that's weird. But uh, Eagles would be the five seed, uh, because the Cowboys are going to go win the division. So that sets up for a Cowboys. No. Uh, who's that? Uh four seed it would be the nfc south so an eagles versus a banged up buck saint like that's prime for them honestly you don't want to go play the rams yank who the rams are gonna have to go play the lions right you don't want to play them and then dang a stafford returns to the lions storyline oh my god i love football Exactly, Yank. And then that seventh seed is going to be a team like the Seattle Seahawks, which I think the Cowboys kind of want that look. But, like, the Eagles, like, that's kind of what you want. You kind of want to be in the fifth-place team, right? Be the underdog, go somewhere else, beat up on the Bucks, which I hope they, you know, the Bucks win that game because of our boy Tristan Wirfs. But, like, that's what you want. You want a team who barely made the playoffs in a bad division to go against the first round of the playoffs to get your swagger back. Yeah, but... I mean- you might be the lowest, and you got to go play the 49ers in the second round. Like I said, I'm getting too big. I'm getting too deep. Yank, I am talking a ton here on the podcast because we love <laughs> You love it. Um, Anyone else? 
anywhere else. No, I, I mean, there's so much. Like I said, we're getting into it. This is week 18. I mean, you got Texans versus Colts and the winner of that. And if the Jags lose, I mean, you got those three teams basically in an interlock at the top of their division. You got the whole NFC South, like you just mentioned. Who's winning that division? We don't. It's all, I mean, the Dolphins and Bills are playing for the division. It is all coming down as last week. I'm, I just, I love football. I'm excited for this stuff. This is, this is what we live for. It's the Dennis Rodman league uh, meme. You go here, to here, then this guy comes here. I thought the rim would go this way. <laughs> <laughs> I mean. um, but the thing is, like, the Bills could lose, and then, like, two other AFC South team wins, and they get knocked out of the playoffs. They're legit a week 18 game from either being AFC East champs or sitting at home next week on their couch. And the Bills are hot right now. They're looking good. They're looking about the Bills, how we're supposed to look at the Bills. Um. Like you said, I mean, this is why I'm talking so much and just so energetic here on the podcast because, like, this is our time to get excited. Like, it's happening. (laughs) Are you ready to rumble? Yeah, no, that's all it is. It's it's, it's that time of year, baby. Let's get into it. Uh, For sure. Um, Otherwise, Yank, my last remark is, you know what? Hot take. You and me become all Americans and the beat the podcast out of football. Oh, I love that take. You know I love to... this we're take. Gonna end, we're gonna end this episode on positive, positive vibes. You know what? What? We are because my hot take: Chicago's going into Green Bay and getting it done. Let's go, Chicago. Let's go. If you're talking sports, it's the matchup. Mickey Harris is the only cutting it up. Just a couple athletic enthusiasts. You know what it is? The Mickey Sizzy podcast. Let's go! Let's go!